You're listening to No Excuses, the show that helps subscription companies build and grow their business through direct and honest feedback. On the road to success, there are no excuses. And now for your host, the chairman of SUPTA, Chris George. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of No Excuses with Chris G. I'm your host, Chris George, co-founder and chairman of SUPTA. No Excuses with Chris with Chris G is a show where I help entrepreneurs in the subscription space build business, grow on their business. They take that time to ask me questions, and I give them honest and direct advice to help them really grow uh, their new venture. And today, I've got John with Alaskan Seafood Box, who's actually been on the show before, uh, back on to ask some more questions and give us a little recap of what, what's happened over the last year. John, thanks so much for being back on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So tell us, how's it been over the last year? It's been good. I mean, man, we've just been constantly just still pushing, evolving. I feel like uh, in this last year, um, well, I feel like, you know, ever since the pandemic, we've constantly been changing. But again, have had a lot of changes, you know, this past year, um, focusing a lot more on our kind of local regional customers and then uh, evolving with our customers, which I'm kind of t- excited to talk about and get your feedback on. Um, but yeah, just not stopping, man, keeping it going. And have you seen some growth over the last year? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been funny because we were, uh, we kind of went through a phase where we were, you know, pushing and spending so much money trying to acquire national customers. And I really feel like we, we did that a little too early before we knew, you know, everything that that encompassed and it, it didn't truly did not go our way. Um, and now we've kind of made that switch back, you know, more on uh, local and regional and uh we're right back in it so kind of kind of going like this and then growing back up so yeah good well this being your second time on the show i think you've probably got some more questions that that can help you try to scale the business absolutely let's just get right on get going yeah so i i'd really like to dive into you know um you know now that we have made such a switch and we're focusing a lot more on our uh regional and local customers um, our website right now is totally split to have like our local and regional and then our, our national. And what I'm seeing right now is we're really having a hard time, or I feel like we're really just, we're not optimizing our site. You know, customers are hitting it, hitting the site. They can either go national, they, they go home delivery. So we're really trying to figure out how we can just get, you know, when people hit our site and they really just go to one direction and kind of different ways to optimize that um, for these guys as they hit. Uh, because right now we have like different offerings for more of like our local regional guys, which are kind of like, you know, one to two day shipping versus our national where we might have those same products or subscriptions, but they might be over in like Maine. So we're trying right. to figure out, you know, that shipping, um, all that cost built in and just a better journey for our customers. So are you, have you identified that like when somebody's maybe over in the East Coast, they can't get certain products because of the time it takes to deliver it to them? Is that one? You know, yeah, yes and no. I mean, we we can definitely. So we did run into that, um, and that was one of the main reasons why we pushed back so much from our national because we were getting killed on um, you know deliveries and losing boxes. Um, it, it's definitely back. It's better now. We've really tried to rein in so we're not trying to acquire people that are so far away, kind of staying, trying to stay within more of our, our ground shipping area. Um, 
but we still, you know, we still want to be able to service those customers way out in, you know, for example, places like Maine, Vermont, super far away. Um, but earlier on, that additional shipping cost was act absolutely killing us. Got it. So, what what's the perfect scenario for you to be able to ship all across the U.S. every item that you sell at a good shipping rate? Is that like the end goal? You know, I I think that is, and I feel like we're we're kind of taking steps though, um, because right now, you know, we're 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 home back in. We're just shipping out of our our facility here in Billings, Montana, and what's been working really well for us is within Montana, Wyoming, once a month, we do home delivery routes. So this is where we have our own in-house delivery vans and we go service and take care of our, our one-time and subscription customers in all these towns. But now what we're seeing is that, um, you know, we're having luck marketing to people all throughout Montana and Wyoming that aren't on our delivery routes. Yep. Um, so we're really trying to figure out how to, how to really service all those guys in in one service so it's like you know we can well, do the home deliveries that if that's available otherwise we'll ship um but you know dialing in all those costs to make sure it still makes sense so you're saying when you ship it with the uh traditional shipping providers it's costing a lot more than the home delivery right yeah yeah okay. and you know if we're within montana wyoming it's not as bad but like yeah absolutely as soon as we go out further yeah. it uh big difference. so have you thought about building the business and and apologize if you've mentioned this before another mm -hmm. time with me but where you just literally keep it to this like where every time you're shipping it's in within zones one through four like you don't literally market or sell to anybody outside of those four zones like have you have you thought about building the business where it's profitable to ship to zones one through four, they're getting it within one to two days. The shipping costs are going to be lower. Have you thought about doing that? Honestly, that's where I feel like we've really started to uh, dig into that just this last week. Got it. You know, okay. That's what I would do. So you talked about going to the website and having like too many offers, right? Yeah. I would say make it one offer or like that. The offering is you don't ship outside of these zones one through four. So it's like the selected States around Montana, and you literally, if anybody comes to the website that's over in Maine, it's yeah. just going to say right now we, we don't service your area, but please like type in your zip code and like, let us know that you'd like us to start shipping there. And then you start to gather that data. And at some point you're going to get enough people in those states <clears> that you're going to say, you know what? I need to solve this. So maybe I get a fulfillment center yeah. over on the East coast that can then make that one through four. There are options. And I met with a few companies. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but. They're almost like satellite warehouses. Yeah. Where you they're all over the country and you can ship a certain percentage of products to those different satellite warehouses. And then you can service. So then all of the every time you ship, it's always within zones one through four. Right. Got they handle it. the fulfillment, they handle everything. Right now, yeah. You've got perishable goods. So I don't know how that all works, but you know, I can after this call, I can try to dig in to see who that was. Yeah. But I would literally have all my marketing, all my social media marketing, all of my ads target only the people that are in the surrounding states and within the state and build the business that way, then expand out. So if you look at like Chewy.com, they started on the East Coast. Okay. And Chewy.com wouldn't even ship to the West Coast. Got it. Like they were literally just like regional. Yeah. And yeah. they grew the regional business and then they started to expand slowly. They went East Coast, then they went Central, then they went West Coast and now they're all over and you know, they're a huge company now, right? They're, they're yeah. bought for 3.5 billion. So my, what I would do is not sell it to anybody outside of my zone, 
double down. And there's enough people in your area in the, in this region that you can build a really profitable business. Double down on that. Sell only to that region. As you start to bring in the profits and build a healthy re- business, you start to expand a little bit. Get a get a fulfillment center uh, that's in a, in the East Coast that can take on, you know, a couple hundred customers for you. Yeah. And slowly, then you start to drive that because what you're going to find out is you're going to learn what worked in your surrounding area in terms of advertising. Yeah. Then you apply. can apply those things. <laughs> that's what I would do. So another really quick question. I, I'm actually really curious to get your input because this might seem like a little thing, but I, I'm curious uh, with your just history and knowledge when it comes to conversions. Um, so, you know, we say we do that focus on these regional guys and we just went through all these numbers yesterday. Um, but like from a one to a two day shipping, and I know it, it's very small potatoes. The difference was like, um, it was like an $8 difference. So I'm curious, do you recommend to like set up shipping rules to where if they're in that next zone where it's like a two day to like have that $8 added in or do yeah. you think like not, I mean, have everything built in. Um, so why is it? Is it because how much do these boxes weigh? Well, they'll vary. So um, typically we're looking at, you know, I mean, the, the seafood subscriptions are going to be for the most part, five pounds. Um, but we've been doing lots of add-ons, you know, too. So, I mean, the typical so box happens? is 20 to 25. 20 to 25 pounds? Yeah. Because when they go to check out, they add on a bunch of stuff? Yeah. I mean, we're having a lot of luck now. Um, some stuff that I learned from you guys is we reach out to every single subscriber once a month. Or, or sorry, every two weeks. And we have a different add-on special. Sure. It's been fascinating. Well, can't you put the margin on the add-on so that, like, that shipping still makes sense for them to add it? Like, so... If you're five pounds, I feel like zones one and two should be very similar in price. There's a huge difference. I mean, again, it, it's it's it it's not that big. Okay. I mean, the biggest thing is like you know we do like five pounds of dry ice per day, so you got a little bit of that ice cost and then a little bit more in shipping. And it's not. I mean, you're talking like I said, maybe six to eight dollars. Um, so it, it's it's pretty small. So is pro, is prim, is uh, the primary source of uh, revenue the subscriptions or the the shop? Uh, right now, it, it's a pretty even split. Okay. So, realistically, given your product, the uniqueness, the fact that it's food, it's it's seafood. I feel like you probably can charge shipping. Okay, I'm really curious about that. I think so. Um, you know, again, given the nature of the product, the exclusivity, like you've built this brand about having really good seafood, right? Like yeah. forget that. Like, so people that want seafood, they're buying yours specifically because they like the Alaskan seafood, right? It's not like compared to like a local grocer. It's different. Yeah. Would you, could you argue that it's right in some cases yeah, better? It's part of our brand. Yep. Yeah. So I think you throw on the $8 shipping for everybody or whatever the number is. It's yeah. just like, here's the cost. And then at the end of it, it's, it's shipping. And it could be calculated shipping depending on how, many stu- how much weight they have. So yeah. you can have a plug-in at the checkout that says, like, if it weighs, you know, this many items are in there, add shipping charges. I know that, like, consumers have a habit now of always expecting free shipping. Yeah. I think in this case, you could probably get away with it given your product. Yeah. And what I did notice is if we build everything in, so, like, the one day and all that stuff, packaging, everything is built in. So, when it is that shipping charge, it's it's tiny. 
it's like maybe an eight dollar or if it's these outside zones mm-hmm. that you know up to 15. Um, I think what could happen is and when you if you make it one price that includes shipping the consumer might look at it and think it's costing too much yeah. versus when they get to checkout and then there's a shipping fee and they're like oh that's just the shipping fee I'm really paying hundred dollars for this meat right or and that's food. what we saw when we focused so much in like Montana yeah. I mean it's like it's no different than like like right now there's there are some habits where there's like delivery charges right like think about doordash like you yeah. pay your food and there's, there's a delivery fee at the very end, right? So a little bit of that's coming back. So I think that's what I would do. And, and look, you can test it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Test it sure. and see what happens. Cool. What else? So, you know, the last one that I had really wanted to uh, go over. Um, so as I said in the intro, you know, we've uh, we've been evolving. And I feel like with our customers and kind of uh, kind of a change in customer behavior, we, we, we were starting to see a little bit of a dive and our customers really going after just that frozen seafood. And the more you think about it, the more you look at all these services out there, I feel like I, I understand that. So we started testing with kind of more like meal kit style products, a little bit more convenient, convenient style. And so we've launched some products and we've had some great success. We made some seafood boil meal kits. Um, and so, you know, the next we're, we're, basically a month and a half into it, had really good success with just um, one-time offerings of these products. And now we're looking to add that into the subscriptions. And I mean, just would love to get some feedback of, you know, I get a little little bit nervous about the brand, our current subscription offerings, um, you know, just kind of how to approach that and just what your input is. So just so I make sure I understand, you're putting together some meal kits so that when they get delivered, it's quickly it's quickly cooked for them. Like it's something that they can like was either put in the oven or microwave and they can eat. It's like prepared. So we we kind of did our twist on it. So we our seafood boil kits are prepackaged seafood boils frozen in a boil bag. So really all the customer has to do is boil the water, add the pre-portion seasoning, put the bag in for eight minutes, and it's and then you got your meal. Is the seasoning something that they have to have or you give it to them? We include it. Okay. So, I, I mean, I love this, to be honest with you. I love this for a lot of reasons. Meal kits are very popular now. People yeah. are very busy. Yep. They're rushed. The young consumers especially, right? The millennials and Gen Zs. Like, that's why we DoorDash. That's yep. why we have meal kits. It's about healthy living. It's about meal prepping for the week. Yep. Um I think that absolutely that doesn't have an effect on the brand because it's just another subscription offering. Did I lose you? You froze. Oh, you're good. It's another subscription offering, right? And so what I would do is have your normal subscription for your frozen food for people to cook, and then I have your meal kit subscription. Anywhere from, you know, three to five meals a week delivered. Yeah. So they would select their cadence. Uh, do you have different meal like they're different meals right like like you could have them select like if they like shrimp or they like this right and then you could like is it a full meal though i'm sorry if i don't know this like if they boil that bag like what give me an example of one of those what would be in it yeah for sure so each boil kit or boil bag is designed for one person it's about it's about two pounds so it's a very heavy meal um but you know, for um, for the subscription, what we're looking at is, you know, like a three or a five pack. And we want to design it not like a HelloFresh because we, we for us right now, it's got to be frozen just so we can handle it. Um, uh, but yeah, that that's basically what it is. So three or five meals to be 
eaten in, you but know. Do they need anything else with it? Like whether it's vegetables or rice, or is it just like, this is the full meal? Every, yeah. So what the pack includes is we have right now, we have a, a shrimp and a crab option. Um, we were testing out a limited time just locally. We did a limited time crawfish one, um, which was just kind of fun. But, you know, inside the kit, there's two pieces of corn, like a, a corn cob bag, corn on the cob. There's an andouille sausage, and then there's a, a half pound of potatoes, and then, oh. and then your seafood. So everything is just And you boiled. literally boil it for how long? Well, about six, seven minutes is that sweet And then spot. it's good to go to eat. And then you drop, you you cut the bag, it spills in the, you know, in the plate. We do sell butters too as an upsell, but then, you know, you drizzle that butter, and I mean, it's it's, it's, ready to eat. Really, it's ready to eat. Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I love it. I think that meal kits, again, are popular. I think it's really easy yeah. to test this, but I would do weekly three to five meals. Yeah. <clears throat> and you should you should allow them to, like, um, make it, like, one or two person, right? So then you're sending them six to ten meals. Yeah, Definitely. That's a great idea. It's just another subscription offering. So, like, I would have two offers. I'd have the subscription box that's of the frozen goods that you currently sell now. Yep. And then I would do the uh, meal kits. Okay. And, like, literally, you got to play off this. Like, all you need is water, boil for six to eight minutes, and you're eating. Yeah. Convenience is a big deal, right? Especially these new generations, right? Like, they don't, they want convenience. They don't want to cook. They want things fast. I'm not saying they all don't want to cook, but like, you know, I, I'm a consumer that falls right into that. And I just see a lot of individuals that are like me. And it's also the success of HelloFresh and a lot of these meal kits and plated. I mean, they work, yeah. right? People are buying these meal preps and cooking them and eating them. It's also a really good lunch. It's a really good thing to have for work to take to lunch, yeah. take to work for lunch. Absolutely. So, I think you do it. I think that I love the creativity you're coming up with. I think you're now getting a whole nother consumer. Yeah. So you've not diversified your offering for us. Yeah. And now you could potentially upsell some of the frozen stuff to the consumers that are in the meal kits. If they want to make different meals, I think what's going to come down to this is your creativity and your ability to come up with a lot of different meal kit options. You don't want it to be the same because they're going to get like fatigue over eating the same thing. So how can we get creative? How can we add rice or I don't know this stuff, right? How can we add other things into this? And then it's like, it's like, can you build? And and what I would do is I'd actually like have a strategic time with my team or yourself and Mm -hmm. take four hours of my day and say, and test this. Like how many different kits can I make that if I boil for eight minutes, the meal's ready. How many different foods can go into this bag? Because now it's like meal ready in under eight minutes. And that's like your sales pitch. Yeah, for your sure. Marketing pitch. Yeah. And if you can come up with 20, 30, 40 different variations, yeah. It's a win. Yeah. It's a big yeah, win. You, you do you do need that variation. Yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get they're gonna yeah, it's gonna get you know, like they should, you know, at least a meal shouldn't come back for at least two to three weeks. Yeah, okay. That's what awesome. I would do. Yeah, well that that's that's some great input. I appreciate that. Of course, of course. Um, anything else? How's the marketing going? How's the operations? Everything in, in place going well? You know, we uh, we I feel like since uh, December is always just or naturally such a busy month for us. So we got out of December and then uh, we launched these seafood boils just as a test as a one time in January. And uh, we've just been going nonstop. They really kept us going. So we've been 
really focused just operationally, um, which has been great because typically these are our slower months. But now we're kind of trying to hone back in and, um, uh, you know, get focused now on the marketing just with these changes and um, dial in the website a bit more and just, yeah, kind of get going again. I love it. Well, John, I appreciate you being on the show. Thanks again, Uh, man. Good luck with everything. And I know that you know Sub Summit's coming up, so I hope to yeah. see you there, see you in person again. I want to um, watch that pitch. I'm excited yeah, to for sure. Next, next round. Next round. We just had a first round last week. I think the next round, I right. uh, don't have the exact date, but I think it's coming up in March. But for everybody cool. watching, I uh, appreciate you tuning in. As a reminder, Sub Summit is right around the corner, June 1st to the 3rd at Orlando on the Disney properties. The speaker oh, lineup by the week is getting immaculate. They're getting more and more great big-name speakers. The content's going to be amazing. The exhibitor hall is huge. So if you're looking for suppliers, I think we're going to have like over 100 different suppliers in there. So uh, thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in. John, thank you so much for being on the show. Good luck with everything, and I'll see you in June. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to No Excuses with Chris George. If you like this show and found it valuable, please subscribe and share. See you next time. And remember, on the road to success, there are no excuses.